Bruins run West Coast time, and so are we. It's a late night edition of the Boys of Beantown coming at you right now. Broadcasting from the heart of Austin, this is the Boys of Beantown, your source for weekly Bruins news, analysis, and updates. And welcome into a rather short week of the Boys of Beantown. With you as always, I'm Joshua Powers. I'm Austin Bumpus. Alright, three games to the Bruins this week. We'll talk about all those. We're also going to talk about Chris Kelly, David uh, Pasternak, and Frank Vetrano as well. And how sick we are. How sick we are. We're both sick right now, so that's why it's a short mm-hmm. update edition of the Boys of Beantown. We are to come to you late. It is right now 8.45 at night. We're just starting to record the podcast. We're let's, late bloomers. We are late bloomers. This is where we're productive. I think so too. Alright, let's start off. We're going to start with Carolina, 3-2 loss. For the Bruins, Dukarest stopped 25-28 shots for an 8.93 save percentage, and the highlight of this game for me is probably the nicest goal of the entire year by David Pasternak. Goal of the year. I'm calling it right now. It's... If you're going to look back <laughs> at anything, it is this beautiful shot. I mean, it was a loss, but I mean that was yeah, the even, one highlight. Even and... with the loss, though, a no-look, top shelf, breaks the water bottle. Looks I mean, off the goalie. My lord. I, there's no chance. If you haven't seen this goal, please I, look I it up right now. Stop watching the, like stop listening to the podcast or I mean pause you can it. keep looking at the well, podcast. Just, just pause it for a second and up. go take a look because you have to know what we're talking about here cuz Cam Ward a no shot at all to save that. Beautiful snipe. That was like absolutely was nice. of, I think it was Jack Eichel's first goal of the year. It reminded me of yeah. where he did kind of the same thing, but this was no look basically. It was, it was very beautiful. very it was nice. Game was, tying as well. Game tying in the third period. They do lose in overtime, so they do keep a point away from Carolina, which is always nice cuz points are at premium right now looking at the division. 32 shots on goal for the Bruins, 28 uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Power play is one for two for the Bruins, two for three on the penalty kill. The power play goal for uh, Carolina will always come back and haunt you. That's just a fact of life. We talked about it all year long. You can't give up power play goals. But the Bruins bounce back, a 3-1 to one win on Saturday against the New York Islanders. Pasenak scoring twice, Erickson scoring one. All three stars of the game are Bruins, being Pasenak, Erickson, and Rask. All on fire. All three of those guys have On been. fire. Pasternak, I think, what did I say before? It was like four goals in five games or something. Erickson has actually been on a tear, too, kind of a silent tear because everyone's talking about Pasternak. But he's had some nice goals, too, a lot of them on the power play. So he's just stepping up in a major spot. Tuca, I mean, he's been pretty solid. A couple of the goals that he's been giving up in the losses have been kind of bad bounces, if you've seen yeah. them. Just, like, unlucky or just put in really bad spots just because of the whole team rather than just him. But... I mean, all three of those guys have really been on fire in this little streak they've had going on. And Tuka stopped 25 of 26 for a 962 save percentage. David Pasternak, two goals against the Islanders, gave him a new career high of 12 goals on the year, which is always nice to see. He's making improvements. Granted, he was out for a lot of the year because of the injury. It always just it just leads up from here. I it mean, really does. That's a big thing to say too. That um, he's been hurt. He's been playing at a really high level this year. He's just improving rapidly. You can tell he's at such a young age that this is just huge for the Bruins. He's maturing at like such a fast pace. It's insane to think about. And if he can keep this rate up, who knows where he'll be in a couple of years. He'll be right around the top, I can tell you that right now. Just like now. Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand. Peaking I mean, at having, the right time. Having a career year, that's for sure. I mean, this is a big win for the Bruins against the Islanders. It keeps them in first place when they're going out to the West Coast, which is always nice to have. Erickson's playing like he wants that $6 million a year. He's playing like he wants the contract money. 
and he's playing like he wants to stay in Boston is a big thing. Oh, I think my Lord. He's fitting in well, like I said, on the power play. He's just fitting into the system perfectly. He's doing his job. Again, we always do that little Belichick mantra, but he's just fitting into the system well. And like you said, he's playing like he wants the money. He's playing like he deserves the money at this point. That's the biggest thing. He's just playing out of his mind. He's scoring. I, I don't know the exact rate, but I feel like every it's like when Marshan was on his little streak. Every game that you see the Bruins play, he's going to have a goal in it or at least a point. Yeah, absolutely. Something. Absolutely. He's fighting for a contract. If you don't fight for the contract, you're not going to get it. We all know that. And he has to keep playing the way he is or he's never going to get the money he wants when and, it comes time at the end of the year. And as you're talking about the lone piece of that Tyler Sagan trade, he's making it seem a little worth it at this point. Not I know, much. I know not fully worth it, but a little bit. he's up there. A little bit. So the Bruins took first place to California. They played San Jose last night, losing 3-2 in regulation. That one hurts because the Bruins don't get any points. They lose first place. They are now sitting in second place with 86 points. Florida's in first with 87 points and the game in hand. This this loss hurts. you got to go out and ride the momentum in California. It's a big thing just because you're starting that road trip off on, on a really kind of sour note. I mean, you got some time off here. These two days are going to be kind of big just to get momentum kind of reset, refocus. you got two big games against Anaheim and Los Angeles coming up. And it's just kind of, I guess, a little, like, test, I guess, if you think about it, that first San Jose game. It's a tough team, I know, but... It's just one of those things you're going to have to get used to. You're going to have to bounce back really quick with these two back-to-back tough games on a really late schedule. You're on that California time. I know time has, for some reason, been a really big issue for the Bruins, whether it's a matinee game or a late-night uh, game. Just something's off. I mean... Just I, wasn't good. I, it's just it's just horrible. It's not what you want to see in a very, very tight uh, standings and playoff hunt here, and... These little games are really what's going to matter, and it would have been nice to take that game to overtime. Is the one thing I would have said. Have it a nice tie with Florida. You know, it's just one of those things. Every point's going to matter. It could come down to literally one point. So you just got to fight for even overtime in these situations. I mean, especially because Florida has a game in hand right now, which is never fun. You know, you, you don't get two points here. You don't get a single point here, which really, really hurts you. It just cuts the momentum away when you're trying to play. It would have been nice to go to overtime and get the one point. I agree. Not to mention, too, it's James Reimer. I mean, come on. Haunting the Bruins. I mean, oh. I, I would have liked to see the days of old where you can kind of fight back, win that game in overtime like it always seems to happen. Not even that. Win the game regulation. It's James that, Reimer, for God's sake. That, too. But. Like, we, we've owned that guy, and every year in Toronto... There's no reason why we can't do it now, you know what I mean? The biggest thing to me that you don't want to see that you don't want to see them go back to. I mean, they were on a nice little streak there or they were going two wins, loss, two wins, whatever, but you want to see them go on these streaks rather than one win, loss, one win, loss. You want to see them build some momentum and you don't want to see them on this California road trip lose everything they've been working for these past couple weeks that yeah. they've been playing on fire for and getting these win streaks, picking up these points, picking up spots in the conference, in the division, whatever. But I mean, New Jersey. New Jersey has come back from that Cali road trip. They took two of three. They yeah. came back with four of six points. And if we can't come back with at least four points... This this team could... I'm saying right now, this team could pull off two huge wins against Anaheim and Los Angeles and get those four get those four points on this trip and come back in a huge spot, ready could. for a late-season push. They could. It'd be tough, but they certainly can do it. An 889 save percentage for Tuka Rask, 24 of 27 saves. Reimer stopped 21 of 23. Obviously, you want more shots on net. If you're the Bruins, 23 shots on goal is not going to cut it. You need 30. You need 35-40. Something you can sink your teeth into. 
and actually go out and win a hockey game with. And just create scoring chances. And you saw David Krejci have a really nice game, one goal, one assist. He's creating chances. He's kind of that offensive spark that you saw at the beginning of the year. And you just need more guys to be performing like that, throwing more shots on net, good shots, not just random bouncers that nothing's going to come from. But you just need more offensive spark there. And I know, I mean, they've been playing really well offensively these last couple games. You look at Pasta and uh, Erickson, but you just need more guys to step up. And it was nice to see Erickson come back up with some of these stats, but you can't leave it all up to Pasternak and Erickson. That's no, what I'm going to say. you can't, which is really, really tough. And it stinks sometimes, but you can't do it. Now looking forward in the road ahead, they have two more games. Anaheim and Los Angeles back-to-back on Friday and Saturday nights. Three days off, and they're at Madison Square Garden to face the Rangers before coming home to play the Panthers. It's a tough, tough road trip coming up here. And you need, you need all of these points that you can get, especially on the road. We've seen the Bruins kind of flourish on the road. They were performing well at home the past couple, a couple times. They've uh, played at the Garden, which has been huge, but... You need all the momentum you can get going into that Florida game at home. I mean, it's the Garden's kind of turning into that place again that it's the big bad Bruins that you don't want to go play them at home. Yep. So it's going to be huge come playoff time. You just need to build momentum in these last couple weeks of the season and really get the, the Garden rocking for these playoff games coming up. The Bruins are back to 500 at home, which is always nice. You want to see that grow a little bit more too. David, uh, no, not David Pasternak, Chris Kelly, I should say, is skating with the team. He was on the ice in California. Skinnies. We mentioned him every week on the, the injury report, not really expecting much. The guy is a trooper. My lord. I mean, a broken femur. He's already on the ice. He's already playing. He is a true Bruin right there. It really is nice. He probably bleeds black and yellow. Black and gold. Yes. That too. Yes, he I probably mean, he, does. Black and yellow too. They wear, they wear no. yellow. No, they do not. They wear gold. Yellow. Gold. We're yeah. not going to have this argument on the air. It's, it's yellow gold. if you think about it. All right, tell us on Twitter, folks, at Boys of Beantown. Gold or yellow? Is I'm the gonna... dress black and yellow or black and gold? It's black and gold. I'm we all know this. That. Fine. Now, Frank Vitrano was called up from Providence. One Wait. of the more confusing moves of the week. He gets called up for one day, uh, skates in San Jose with the team. They play the game. He goes home. Yep, they listened to you briefly. <laughs> I mean, they, they must have listened to the podcast here. You ran about how much you love Vitrano and how much you wanted him on the team. And then they're like, all right. He's probably happy enough and threw him back down. I mean, I know they called him up because, you know, Krejci was a questionable decision for San Jose. He wasn't feeling too great, I understand. So, you okay, but you fly him out to California for one day, and you fly him right back to Providence after that. I mean, at least keep him on the team for the entire road trip. You are 3,000 miles from home. You are a six-hour plane ride <laughs> from home. For his sake. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes. Not even for his sake. Yeah, for his sake, too, because, like, it sucks having to fly out to California and back in a day and a half. That that would suck for anyone. But, like, for the team's sake, too. God forbid if someone goes down with an injury, someone major. And I mean, he has to come back. Knock on wood. What are you going to do? Are you gonna Are you going to go to your bench? No. I mean, let's be real here. You at least keep him up for the, ro- the road trip. Scratch him And then once you get back to New York. I mean, you get back to New York, send him to Providence. Who cares? Yeah. Because at least if he has to come back down after that, he can come down like three hours. I know you're very protective of a Toronto. That's it's just, it's just annoying. A, a day, a, a one day call up, like makes sense if you're in Boston, if you're in New York, if you're in Montreal, Toronto. I get it, but you're in California. It's not the easiest thing in the world to get out there with all your equipment and your gear and your luggage, and you're out there for a day and you go back home. It's just. 
to kind of defend them. I mean, he did have the two off days in between to kind of work with. I know Providence is obviously on a little different of a schedule. But, Very different. I mean, it's it's at least a couple days to work with around it. And I'm, the biggest thing to me is that just don't mess with Vetrano's momentum down in Providence. Sure. He's been lighting it up, and you don't want to kind of, like, screw that up with some awkward travel situation or – and I, I know he's been in the NHL for 30 games, so he's reached the limit. You know, he's getting near that limit where it's like, once you're there, you can't go back. I get yeah. it. And the Bruins news, one of the headlines is Vitrano staying patient. I would hope so. You need a hell of a lot of patience to go to California for two days and come on back just to play Providence again. Yeah. You need a lot of patience for that. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Of course you're staying patient. If he wasn't patient, he probably would have pulled all of his hair out while on the ice in San Jose. I mean, I guess it's a good thing, though, on his part that you're seeing a little maturity out of him. He understands the situation, and he can kind of bounce back from it. Hopefully, he bounces back from it talent-wise, and, I mean, hopefully he can build up some trust and come up soon and, I mean, perform at a high level in the NHL level rather than the AHL and kind of put up some numbers rather than just, what was it, like a goal that he put up we talked about? Yeah. But hopefully he can come up. uh Maybe do a little playoff run like Tory Krug and kind of make a name for himself. Something. Just do something. But, I mean, God Almighty, don't keep sending the kid out for one day in California. You want to talk about ruining momentum. Just devil, that's how you're going to do it. Devil's advocate. I mean, My kind of paying, paying your dues here. That's, no, that's not paying dues. Paying dues is going to Providence, working your butt off, and playing for a year. That's paying your dues. Paying your dues is not playing in Providence, hopping on a jet, flying to San Jose, staying for a day and a half, and then flying back home to Providence. That's not paying your dues. That's just the team being stupid with their players. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. It was a stupid move. I mean, it was an emergency move. It was a quick thing. I, that's all. I'm going to defend the, the Bruins move. a little bit. I know. That's but, fine. You can call them up on an emergency move. I get that. Everyone you, gets it. That's hockey. I'm on a rant now, in case you haven't oh noticed. Oh, God. That's fine. That's hockey. You call guys up on an emergency basis all the time. We get it. That's part of the game. But it's different. You're in California. You're 3,000 miles away from New England. You at least hold on to them for the road trip just in case. Players aren't the easiest to come by. Okay, It's one thing if you're L.A. because you now have your AHL team out on the West Coast with you. Or if you're uh, San Jose and your team is back out on the West Coast with you now. They're not in Worcester anymore. They're not in Manchester anymore. That's smart now. That's smart hockey. But you're the Bruins. You're 3,000 miles from Boston. You're about 3,000 and a half miles from Providence. You can't just call a guy up for one day like that. you got to at least keep him on the road trip just in case something happens because, God forbid, something happens now. I don't even want to think of the guys we're going to put on the ice. That's a scary thought. Yeah. I mean, who, who are you going to put on the ice? I can tell. Randall? No. Not, I, I, it, it's a scary thought to think about. Yeah. It really is. I, I just I understand both sides of this move. I understand. It was just in that type of circumstance, like what else is there to do? I get that you're cross country. You keep him like, on the ice. I know, but I'm not saying, even on the ice. You keep him on the bench. You keep him up in the freaking press level. Something to keep him with your team. I mean, I'm saying more it like can't hurt him. Yeah, but I mean, I, he is needed in Providence as well. You have to realize, like, he obviously has a major role there. You're gonna need to send him back eventually. And, I mean, like, I get, yeah, it's a quick turnaround, but. Like it's kind of kind of worth it, I'd say. I, I'm defending both sides here. I understand where you're coming from. I get it's a little rough. It's kind of a quick thing that just seemed unnecessary. But at the same time, he's needed back in Providence, and they, I mean, hopefully, will not need him. Ugh. 
I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like. I I apologize that you're your boy Vicano. You should. But one, I mean, one funny thing I do want to bring up is that Butcher Grass tweeted out a photo with the hashtag "College Hockey Keeps You Young," and it was a photo of the fact that Brett Connolly is one year older than Vitrano. And Connolly looks like a grandfather yeah. compared to Vetrano. Yes. Now I saw that picture and I, was, I admittedly laughed as bad as I felt about it. But Connolly looks like 45. It was hilarious. How old is Connolly? Like his exact age? Just He's to put one year older than Vetrano. Yeah. Like, that's not that old. Okay? He's Connolly's 23, 23 years old. And he looks like he's been to war and back. Like, Seriously. And I get like, okay, you're a hockey player. But you're 23 and you look like that? It's kind of like, it's by like 50, Obama. you're going to be about 110. It's like Obama with the presidents. Have you seen pictures of him back in 2008? Literally is what it now, is. Yeah. And I can't imagine Brett Connolly's life is so stressful. I was about to say, the stress the level is fourth, not equal there. Yeah, play on the fourth line. Yeah. Okay, Connolly, we get you. Okay, looking at the road ahead, we have a, let's see, one, two, three, four. We have six games left to go in the month of March. All important contests for the Bruins. Like we said, Anaheim and Los Angeles, Friday night and Saturday night, which ran up the California road trip. Three days off before playing Wednesday night in New York, Thursday night at home against Florida, then on the road again on Saturday against Toronto, and on Tuesday night against New Jersey uh, in New Jersey. A lot of road games with the Bruins to end the month. It's never fun. A lot of time away from home, especially right now. You're in a playoff crunch. I mean, Grant, I'd, I'd rather play on the road instead of home, just the way we have been playing. Uh, yeah, I mean... They're starting to kind of turn around and play a pretty balanced game. It's not like day and night where you see one team, or I guess one Bruins team kind of turn on on the road or one team turn off at home. I mean, it's kind of a good thing that you're seeing a balanced game. I guess it is better that, what is it, six out of these next seven are on the road, which for some reason this Bruins team seems to kind of flourish on. But, I mean, it's good to see them back into those, like, Big bad Bruins at the Garden. Yeah. Well, besides besides the road trip, the one game that scares me for the rest of the year, April third in Chicago. That's the one game that I just I can't wrap my mind around because it also no. afternoon game. Yeah, that's the biggest afternoon. If that was a United night game, no, 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 just no. On national TV, it's bad. I don't yeah. like playing in Chicago. It's a tough place to play. I hate all the red. I just hate afternoon games. For some reason, that timing, it's its weird for me watching hockey in the afternoon. I'm used to watching the Bruins it at night. It just stinks, yep. And then another big one, it real, it's not as scary to think about now, but it could be as games come. I know this is thinking way ahead. This is a little under a month. But that uh, afternoon game against Ottawa at home to end it, end the season, Think about the playoff implications in that one, where it could be a one-point one difference, a two-point difference, where a tiebreaker could come into it. Yeah. But that could be huge. We'll see how they play on the afternoon stage. A big game against Ottawa, and we'll see. It's a one-point difference right now. Florida is up one point, uh, one game in hand, like you said, in that conference. That's the difference between a two-seed and a three-seed right there with a win. Who knows what will happen. That's the biggest that, kind of no, it's, it's horrifying a big game. game to me. It's a big game. Well, a quiet week in hockey for the Bruins, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I only, mean, only the road games. trip kind of messes with it. That's yeah, a, it we does. talked about it. That's a lot of rest. Yeah, and we have a lot more rest coming up. With we got those two, these two days off. You got three more after this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a quiet one. It's a long, it's a long next couple of weeks. It's not a lot of games for about a month span. 
Yeah. What what we say it was? It was about ten games left in literally like oh, thirty God. days. Eleven games. We're seventy one down. Eleven to go. Yeah. Think about that. That's eleven. Cool. We're games almost. To go. We're almost done. It's almost time for a playoff edition of the Boys of Beantown. Those are going to be fun. Oh yeah. New we're theme t- song. New. Oh, we're new talking fifty five minute marathons. Just that's, kidding. That's like four episodes right there. Just that'd kidding. be great. Yeah. I mean, playoff edition of the boys of Beantown. Must, We're talking must be guest special. stars, Bruins players. Bruins Patrice Bergeron is going to host the show. There that's we go. Let's saying. just strive for that. Yeah. All yeah. right. But that's going to do it for us, the boys of Beantown. If you have any topics you want to discuss, tweet us at boys of Beantown or email us at boys of Beantown at gmail.com. And as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, and iTunes. As I'm Joshua Powers. I'm Austin Bumpus. Tune in next week for more Bruins news and updates.